0: Good morning. Welcome to Breakfast with Ken for Thursday, August 26th, 2021. We're brought to you, as always, by the great people at the Hoosier Hardwood Festival. Coming up this weekend, just 24 hours away, Friday, Saturday, Sunday at the Marion County Fairgrounds, you got a lumberjack show, you got lumberjack camps, chainsaw carving artists, and an auction of their wares, Indiana's best lager competition, a festival of fun, you got live music, you got a spirits and beer garden. Lots of wood-based arts and crafts. going to be fantastic. Friday, noon to 8, kicking off with a live broadcast of the Dan Dockett Show on 107.5, the fan here in Indianapolis. Uh, Then Saturday, 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. and Sunday from 9 to 3. I cannot wait. Julie is all fired up for this thing. We're tired of buying particle board furniture. We're going to buy real wood furniture made by real Hoosiers in the Hoosier State. I cannot wait to support these artists and, and, and buy some of their crafts. It's going to be absolutely fantastic. Let's go. Let's be good Hoosiers and support Hoosiers. All right, let's talk about sports. The Indianapolis Colts, they wrapped up their preseason camp yesterday, their final preseason game at Detroit tomorrow. Dan Campbell, the coach of the Lions, Frank Reich, coach of the Colts. They talked, they decided, you know what, let's not play our starters. There's no point in getting guys hurt in the preseason two weeks before the regular season opener. So let's tap the brakes and not have the starters play. Now, there is an argument that you need to play guys in order to get them ready to play in the regular season. You need to play in the preseason. This theory evidently not subscribed to by Frank Reich and Dan Campbell. So that's the way it goes. We're going to see a healthy team take the field on September 12th, and hopefully they stay healthy throughout the entire season, because if they don't, It's going to be tough for the Colts or the Lions, especially the Lions, to win uh, uh, enough games to be meaningful this NFL season. With health, I think the Indianapolis Colts can be good. Now, the one thing I really enjoy about doing these videos is you get all kinds of feedback from all over the country and people in Philadelphia love to talk crap about Carson Wentz. I think Carson Wentz is going to be better for the Indianapolis Colts But it does bear mention that Carson Wentz, when he was with the Eagles as a starter, he was 0-4 against the Seattle Seahawks. That's the opponent in the regular season opener on September 12th. Carson Wentz in 16, 17, 19, and 20 in those regular seasons played against the Seattle Seahawks and did this. He averaged 22.5 for 40 for 259 yards. Uh, Overall, six touchdowns, six interceptions, so an average of one and a half interceptions, one and a half touchdowns, and an average of taking three and a half sacks. So the Seattle Seahawks, they know a little bit about Carson Wentz, and they have been successful to an extent against Carson Wentz, although all of these games, this is kind of odd, all four of these games, 16, 17, 19, and 20, took place between November 20th and December 3rd. So you've got that very, very specific part of the schedule, kind of the, uh, the third quadrant of the schedule, this being in the opener, on the road, a 1 o'clock game, where in the heads of those who play for the Seahawks, it'll actually be 10 in the morning. So they're going to be getting out of bed at about 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock, according to their internal clocks, and then getting to the stadium at about 7 in the morning, and then playing at ten in the morning, hopefully that does some good for the Indianapolis Colts and gives them an advantage in that game against the Seahawks. It has been since 2013 that the uh, the Colts have won a regular season opener. It's been a long time, and prior to that, it was like uh, uh, it was 2009, and and so they they don't do well in season openers, and really don't do well. In the first two games of the season, I think it's been since 2009, that they went 2-0 and in the first two games of the regular season. So hopefully they can get that done this year uh, against the Seahawks, then against the Rams here at Lucas Oil Stadium. Because then they go on the road for three. And they play the Titans, they play the Dolphins, they play the Ravens. So if you don't get off to at least a 1-1 start, and hopefully a 2-0 and start, you really could dig yourself a very deep trench that getting out of is going to be difficult as far as getting to the playoffs. Uh, Like I said, camp closed yesterday. Everybody's getting healthier. Quentin Nelson projecting to be able to play on September 12th. Carson Wentz as well. Eric Fisher, we don't know. Frank Reich talked about him yesterday, said that uh, Fisher is moving through his recovery and his rehab from getting that Achilles tendon reattached. He tore it during the AFC Championship game. See if he gets that done. If the doctors say okay, he can continue to move step after step after step and get on the field with relative earliness this season because does anybody have great faith in Julian Davenport as a starting left tackle? He's going to be the guy, according to Frank Reich. Yikes and yikes. Frank Reich said, yeah, I got great confidence in Julian Davenport. He said it with a straight face. Good for him. Indiana's football season is going to start in nine days. They play at Iowa in the first game of the season. And as you look at the schedule, I know Indiana fans, and I'm one of them. I spent a long time. I went through the 1984 season as a fan when they didn't win a game, all right? I love Indiana football. Six and one in the Big Ten, the only loss being to uh, Ohio State. Is something like that possible again? Indiana did really well with the transfer portal and, and really well recruiting, and they bring a lot of guys back. Michael Penix, healthy, Ty Freifogel back, Taiwan Mullen back, Mike McFadden back, lots of Caleb Jones back, lots of really good football players gonna uh, get on the field in in just nine days for the Hoosiers. But how many games can they actually win with this schedule? The opener against the 18th-ranked Iowa Hawkeyes, Indiana ranked 17th. Maybe it's a toss-up on the road for the opener. It, can Indiana expect to beat a ranked team? Hadn't happened in a long time in the opener. I got that as a loss. I hate doing it. I hate picking them to lose. Then the game at, or against Idaho at Memorial Stadium, that's a win. Cincinnati, they're the eighth-ranked team in the country coming into Memorial Stadium. I got that as a loss. Then Western Kentucky, at Western Kentucky, that's a win. You're going to beat Western Kentucky. Then they go to Penn State, number 19 Penn State. You think Penn State isn't eager for a rematch with the Hoosiers after what happened last year? I got that as a loss. Penn State's the number 19 team in the country. Michigan State, I got that as a win at Memorial Stadium. And then they play Ohio State. Ohio State. Until Indiana beats Ohio State, I'm not picking Indiana to beat Ohio State. i got to see him win against Ohio State. It's been since the earth cooled that Indiana's beaten Ohio State. Joe Stazniak was the starting left tackle for Ohio State the last time that Indiana beat him. Joe Stazniak's in his 50s, all right? Um, so that's a loss. Then they've got Maryland on the road. I got that as a win. Then they play at Michigan. I have that as a loss, although it could be a win. I think that's a coin flip. Then it's Rutgers and Minnesota at Memorial Stadium. Finally, a game at ross Aid Stadium against Purdue. I have Indiana winning all three of those games. They finish the season seven and five. I think more than that, you're drinking the Kool-Aid. Less than that, it, you're, you're living in, you know, 2014, all right? I think seven and five, they go to a bowl. I'm going to be happy with that. A, a winning record at in Indiana is fantastic to me. I don't care whether it's 7-5. and 7-5 and five is fine. That is my expectation for this team. We'll talk about it more next week for sure. The Pac-12, they're going to make an announcement about an expansion and their willingness to accept other members and add to their 12. Now, this week, the commissioner of the, the Pac-12, the commissioner of the ACC, the commissioner of the Big Ten said that they don't want to kill the Big 12, they want a healthy and vibrant Big 12. Where else would the Pac-12 go get teams from? They're going to say, uh, George Klevkov is going to say, you know what, uh, or Klevkov, we're not open for expansion, and that will be true until Baylor calls or Oklahoma State calls. They would welcome both of those athletic departments like that. Thank you. Yes, we'll take the call. Yes, you'd like to be in in 2026 or whenever. They're going to do that. And uh, that's the way things work. Of course, you're not going to look like a pirate, you know, a a thief of of college programs where you're trying to bury a competing conference. But of course, that's what the Big Ten, ACC, and Pac-12 want to do. They said, we want a strong Big 12. I wrote about this. They don't want a strong big 12 what they want is the big 12 to die that's what they want they want the death of the big 12 so that there are then four super conferences with 16 teams each ish and then you you move into a football only subdivision with those 65 teams uh across those four conferences and then every all the uh rest of division one is going to take part in men's and women's basketball and all the other sports. That's the way it's going to go. I've said it for 10 years. Everything that I've said about college expansion, about conference expansion, has come to pass. Why would I stop now? Uh, Imani Bates, he's going to go to Memphis. He was the number one player in the class of 2022. He reclassed to 2021. And now he's the number three player in that class. He's coming to Memphis. He's going to join fellow freshman Jalen Duran. And those guys are going to be way too young to be as competitive as they believe they're going to be. And then they're going to go to the NBA after sticking their toe in the water in college basketball. That's the way it works. And so uh, people are saying Memphis is going to be a Final Four team. Holy crap! They're not going to the Final Four. They're not going anywhere. Come split a day-night doubleheader with Rockies yesterday. They won the opener five to two. The nightcap they lost thirteen to ten. In 10 innings, 17 total pitchers used in the nightcap. The Cubs are now 56 and 73. Hey, if you want to play fantasy football, we put together more leagues. All right. And and I'm trying to fill the last one. This is the last one I'm going to do. I think we got three spots left. Send me a DM. Let me know you want to play at at Ken Sterling or on Facebook. Uh, You know how to DM me if you're watching this on Facebook or listening to it on Facebook. Send me a DM. And and we'll get you set up. And this will be the last league. Any overage after this league, uh, we're all done. We're going to have this many leagues, and that's it. Because I cannot spend... I am not a professional commissioner of, uh, of fantasy football leagues. I want to play some, but I don't want to have, like, 17 leagues. That That's just that's way too much stuff to do. So send me a DM. We'll get this last league filled, and we'll call it a day. All right, birthdays today. John Warden, happy birthday. Michelle Goldwood, happy birthday. Lynette Shoemaker, Chris Duval, the great Joe Pugh, celebrating a birthday. Happy birthday to Joe. Joe is a character at Indiana University, man. Had some good times with Joe. Pam Farron Rhodes, happy birthday. The great Pamani Jones, celebrating a birthday. Steve Kors, Rob Morton, Gary Duell, happy birthday. Jay Rosenstein, and Jeremy Davis, happy birthday! Uh, congratulations to uh, John JMV at 107.5 The Fan uh, yesterday. I thought did a great job hosting sort of a uh, an on air memorial service, if you will, for Robin Miller who passed away yesterday from a bunch of stuff, including leukemia and cancer, and it all hit Robin at once. I wrote about it yesterday. I talked about it yesterday afternoon, uh, sharing my memories. Uh, of Robin, not all of which were positive. I thought John did a really good job yesterday afternoon of kind of uh, conveying his emotions uh, about Robin Miller. I uh, want to mention that at the Hoosier Hardwood Festival, on uh, starting tomorrow at noon, the Dan Dockett Show from 107.5, the fan going to be out there at the Marion County Fairgrounds. Can't wait to see Dan do his show out there. That, just adding to the fun. Like, you needed more fun. Like, this is. Ron Swanson's dream, right? Nothing but wood. Dan Dockich doing his radio show. If Ron Swanson were a real human being, Nick Offerman, I, I don't think Nick Offerman's going to be there, but if Nick Offerman had, if he lived in Indianapolis, he'd be there all weekend, right? Absolutely he would. We'll talk more about that sports this afternoon inside Indiana Sports Now. Uh, this About five o'clock this afternoon, we'll get after it. And, and we'll get deeper into the Indianapolis Colts and, and talk about our expectations of the Colts and of Indiana football. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere